Welcome to the Tell Me Your Story podcast. I am Dr. Eric Sim from Triple Crown Chiropractic, and I am here with Amber from Derma Lounge, who has got quite a shuckle going on. <laughs> she knows I'm just being a little too serious and a little too businesslike. That's right. That's You are. <laughs> well, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hey, glad to have you here. Thank you. So tell me what's going on with Derma Lounge these days. Um, let's see. So we're about to celebrate our fourth anniversary coming up in October. So we've been open for almost four years now. Uh, we are growing and expanding. So we've added a new receptionist. We've added um, another kind of part-time nurse practitioner there. So we are expanding. Um, one of our exciting things is that we just started a weight loss program. So uh, okay. we brought in a lot of new patients for that. Um, incorporated some other um, resources um, like health nutritionists, mm -hmm. um, personal trainers, things like that. Cool. So we're still seeing a lot of you know Botox fillers, facials, threads, all sorts of things. But uh, the semaglutide weight loss program is really taken off. Excellent. And now yeah. that's what you do there, correct? Yeah. Well, I I do all of the things. Oh, you do all the things. I guess. Okay. Yeah. So See, I'm nurse. I just thought you specialized. Oh. Well, I specialize in aesthetics. Okay. Well, I mean, like, I spot that you specialized in the weight loss thing, because that's what I've normally seen on your Instagram. So. Oh. Really? <laughs> no, so I'm the clinical director. So I oh, manage okay. all things clinically. Santrina, the um, owner, she hands, like, the management, marketing, CEO side, and then I handle the clinical aspect of Derma Lounge. Oh, cool. So, yeah, so I do all of the aesthetic procedures as well, but then I manage... Um, it's like 30 patients in the weight loss program that I manage. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And tell me more about the weight loss program. Sure. So um, the medication is semaglutide. So it's like Wagovi, Monjaro, Ozempic. Um, so I meet with patients. I consult with them. I do a history and physical. I get lab work, make sure that they're a good candidate for it. Um, and then I see them monthly for their next round of medications, check their vitals, do all the things like that. Um, and then we incorporate... Um, Jenny Trosper, who is our health and new wellness coach, uh, to get them to start learning like their healthy eating habits and exercise and nutrition, because, you know, this is not a long-term thing we're going to do. It's just kind of like a jump start to get you healthy and, mm -hmm. you know, on your way. Okay. Yeah. So who's a good, who's not a good candidate? Not program? a good candidate. So, um, my cutoff is a BMI of 27 or lower. Mm -hmm. Um, patients who have a history of like thyroid cancer, endocrine problems, pancreatitis, gallbladder issues, um, things like that. Um, we also compound it with B12. So if there's a patient that has you know, high levels of B12 at baseline, I exclude them. Um, I get clearance from physicians sometimes if I need to, um, like rheumatologists I've called, uh, neurologists, just to make sure that everything you know, is, is good for all the way around. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, cool, cool. So then... What is the success rate of everything that you guys are doing? So it's been really good. Um, we started in January, so we're about hitting our six-month mark with some of our initial patients. Um, and, you know, I like one or two pounds a week, give or take. Sure. Um, so I've seen a lot of, a lot of progress. Um, what is that? Uh, I think the most I've seen with one of my patients is like 25 pounds. Okay. So, yeah, so she's kicking. Um, and I have a couple men in the program as well, and um, they're doing well too. So it's fun because I get to, like, titrate doses and see what patients need depending on their symptoms, their weight loss, things like that. Okay. Now, how exactly does this product work? Like, what does it do that helps you actually lose weight? Yeah, so it works a couple different ways. Um, so it was FDA approved for um, diabetics, and they saw, you know, it brought their sugars down, their A1C down. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, look at this like weight loss component to it. 
So it works a couple different ways. First, it works on your GI tract. Mm -hmm. It decreases gastric emptying. So things kind of sit a little bit longer so that you feel fuller. So some of the side effects are going to be like constipation, nausea, reflux, indigestion, because mm -hmm. things kind of slow down. Um, another way it works is on your pancreas and your insulin production. You don't have all those like spikes and peaks and valleys, so you're not as like hungry. Okay. Um, and then it works on like the hormones um, between the brain and the stomach that tells you if you're hungry. So it kind of works on that like um, appetite suppression as well. Gotcha. Okay. So it works a couple different ways. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So then as far as in doing this program and doing some of the other things, that you're doing, like, what do you think is taking off more? Is it more the weight loss that's doing more? Because um, you guys have been around for three and eight years so far, coming up on four, you said. Yeah. And I'll, like, I, I know you guys have been busy that way, so. Yeah. I mean, you've got to be busy all the time. We are. So I think the weight loss program is now busy because people are knowing about it. Sure. Uh, we're having physicians who are recommending dermal lounges programs specifically to other patients because they already have some in the program. Um, it's also, you know, hard to get. So a lot of people can't get it covered by insurance. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like 1400 bucks a month out of pocket if insurance can't cover it. So we're seeing a lot of people there who have a prescription for it, but they can't afford it over the counter. So I have a couple patients like that as well. So I think that's kind of like the main focus right now because it's so new and everyone kind of like wants to be in it. Um, but we still have, you know, a ton of other things, you know, Botox and filler just keeps us really, really busy. Um, of course we do facials and things like that, which mm -hmm. people love over the summer. Um, lasers, you know, laser hair removal, it's, you know, bikini season. So everyone is trying sure. to, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so between uh, laser hair removal and semaglutide, we're going to get the ladies ready for summer. Nice. Yes. Very nice. Okay. Yeah. So then what got you into wanting to do this? Which part, aesthetics or weight loss? You know what, both. Oh, both. Um, aesthetics. So my last, the last five years I did um, plastic surgery. Mm -hmm. So I did aesthetics there too. And I just really liked it. Um, developing like relationships with patients. It's not just like sticking people with needles and like making them like look and feel pretty. Um, but it's about like rebuilding relationships with them and, mm -hmm. you know, making them feel their best so they have more like self-confidence. Um, so I just like the science behind it too. So I just think it's really interesting and it's a wide variety of things you can do. Um, always, you know, new products coming out. I love like continuing education. Uh, I'm going to start training with a cosmetic institute soon. So I'm going to go out and teach other injectors. Um, so I just think it's all, it's fun. Um, the weight loss thing, I really wanted to incorporate health and wellness into Derma Lounge when I came there. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like we could have, you know, we can expand somehow, not just do the aesthetic route. So Santorin and I kind of decided on the weight loss program. And so mm -hmm. it is well-rounded too, because we get to see like your lab work and we track you and connect you with um, outside resources. So I just like that where I get to actually use like my NP brain and have to <laughs> call doctors and prescribe things and uh, I deal with, you know, adverse events if I have to, like nausea and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's fun. I get to do the fun, you know, cosmetic part, but then I actually get to do the weight loss thing and talk to patients and help them kind of achieve some of those goals. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Now, as far as doing the Botox and everything, yeah. like, are you mostly doing, like, I know sometimes we have sent people out for Botox for headaches mm -hmm. just because, you know, help to relax the suboccipitals. Mm -hmm. What do you guys, what do you say your most popular Botox uses for? Um, so when we talk about Botox, I also want to say that like it's a neurotoxin, right? Mm -hmm. So it's botulism A. So other things are dysport, zeman, 
uh, Daxify, Botox, and Juvo. Those are the most common ones. So okay. if someone's listening, like, I only get Dysport. Like, it's, it's Coke and Pepsi, right? Right. Um, so the most common areas is going to be in the face is the forehead, um, the 11s, and then the crow's feet. Now, you can use it a lot of other places. Um, one of my favorite things to do is like masseter muscles, so you're chewing muscles. It helps mm -hmm. to relax that. helps with the tension headaches and, you know, jaw clenching and things like that. Um, I like to use it for hyperhidrosis of the armpits. You can mm -hmm. dilute it so that you can help with the sweating. Um, it's just, it's very functional everywhere. Like lip flips, um, eyebrow lifts, you can use it everywhere. Okay. So, um, but the most common areas are going to be the forehead, the, the 11s, and the crow's feet. Okay. Yeah. And do you use a lot of this on yourself? I sure do. <laughs> okay, yeah. I was just wondering. You know, of course, you know. of course. Okay, my, well, you know. I, um, I have to say anything that I do to patients, I've had done to myself. Okay. Well, that way you can provide, you know, realistic expectations and, you know, this might, you might feel this afterwards and things mm -hmm. like that. That's always my excuse for having things done. Okay. Okay. Yes. And so you've done both programs then, correct? Yes. Like, you know, you've done the beauty and you've done the weight loss then. Yes. Okay. And how much did you say you lost with the weight loss? Like 42 pounds. Yeah, I mean, congratulations on Thank that. You. That's awesome. Thank you. you know? And so, like, did you feel anything that was like, you know what, I wish this would change or this was different about this? Or did you feel like it was pretty easy to go through? The, the weight loss program? Mm -hmm. um, it's, for me, it's been really easy. Um, we kind of were like the guinea pigs of it because mm -hmm. we wanted to start it with some employees that wanted to do it that were, you know, fit to do it um, to see how the medication worked, how we felt. Um, incorporate some of the other like resources to see what worked and what didn't. Um, so for me, it was super easy. You know, not really any problems. Occasional nausea, indigestion, but besides that, not really. Okay. Um, it's nice because it's compounded with B12, so that mm -hmm. you get a little boost of energy from the B12 every weekly injection. Nice. So that's kind of nice. So for me, I easily slid into it. I've you know. We're working now on some of our employees, kind of like titrating them off of it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't let I, um, anyone on longer than a year. So okay. I'm hitting like that six month mark with some patients. So mm -hmm. we're gonna start to talk about like titrating off of it and how we can do that so that we don't have rebound weight gain. Okay, that was my question about the rebound weight gain. Mm -hmm. Since you see it a lot of these programs where that happens. So what are your guys' plans on how to prevent that? Yeah, so that's why we incorporate like um, our health and wellness coach so that they mm -hmm. can start establishing healthy habits. Um, when you're on the weight loss medication, you know you're not as hungry. So you're learning more like portion control. So mm -hmm. you're like, when you get off of it, you're like, well, this is what my body eats and can thrive off of and be fine. So I don't need this plate full of food. Um, I also like that we're um, titrating you off of it mm -hmm. so that we can slowly do like a month or two where you can start to get your appetite back, but not fully. So you can still be like, okay, we're going to start eating, but we're making healthy choices. And because uh, sometimes on semaglutide, what you craved before, you don't crave now. So like, okay. like fried chicken or wine, pastas, things like that, it kind of mm -hmm. like, it can upset your stomach. Um, so also kind of being like, well, I don't actually want that anymore. So... So some people that I know that they have, they have those emotional like triggers with food. Yeah. Now that you know, cause like for myself, ice cream. You yeah. Know? I mean, if I'm in a bad day, ice cream. First you know? wine or wine. You know? <laughs> I can understand that too. So, as far as you know, that goes. That actually helps to eliminate some of that. Then it does. Yeah. Um, you know, and part of it is you know it's emotional eating, so it's also wrapping your head around that mental game. Mm -hmm. Um. But also it helps because it makes you feel full. Mm -hmm. uh, so you might even feel like sick if you overeat or you indulge in some of that stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Got it. All right. Now, 
being that this is, you know, a very competitive field and a very, there's a lot going on as far, is there anything that you wish you could change about, you know, the health and beauty field or the weight loss field? Um, yeah, so I think there's still, you know, a stigma about people receiving Botox or fillers, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, especially when you talk about also men. So like, you would be welcome to come get some Botox anytime. <laughs> I'm not saying that you need it, but <clears throat> you, well, could, I know. you could come see me at any time. You'd be a great candidate for it. Um, She's commenting currently about the line that is in between my eyebrows and all that and probably my forehead. So I, I understand. Am. I am. I, know. I can comment on more if you'd like me to. No, that's okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so I think kind of like the stigma, especially like for men, like men don't think that they should get Botox or mm -hmm. facials, but like, they can. We know it's a lot of it's like prevention so that we're not getting exhibit A, <laughs> the wrinkles right there, um, which is why I look like I'm 21 still. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that's what it is, is some of the like just the stigma around it or right. even as providers. I got some flack for wanting to be a nurse practitioner and going into aesthetics. We're like, well, why don't you go do this and this? Yeah, I was like, because I don't want to, because this is the field I like. And, you know, you get so much anatomy just of the facial anatomy. And when you start to think about injecting other places, you have to like know your stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it's, you're still being a nurse practitioner and treating patients. It's just in a more unconventional way. Okay. Uh, so I just think breaking the stigma of patients getting Botox and I'm getting a lot of girls uh, like 25, 26, who just want to like start with like prevention. They're like, my mm -hmm. friend got it. I was like, all right, girl. So, you know, prevention is fantastic too. Instead of waiting until you're 60 and, you know, the damage is done and you're like, all right, well, <laughs> we can at least start getting you frozen and then talk about other options for you. Right, right. Yeah. So, so before we become a Sharpe, you know, basically try and get that. Yeah, you're on your that. way. I, I figured that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the friends and family discount for letting me be on your podcast. So now a quick question, as far as smoker lines around the lips uh -huh. and everything like that, what do you do to prevent that? Or what do you do to take To that prevent away? it? Uh, well, I mean, not, maybe not Stop prevent smoking. it, but, well, <laughs> there you have it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the easiest one. No, so there's a couple things that you can do. Um, one of the big things to prevent them from getting deeper would be Botox. Mm -hmm. So you can put Botox in the obicularis oris muscle. A, it gives you a little lip flip. Mm -hmm. um, and B, it can stop you from like doing that smoking I don't want to do it. The smoking, um, straw sucking lips. <laughs> <laughs> Eric and I have this very fun conversation before the podcast, and now I just enjoy my time. Um, <laughs> um, to fix some of the static lines that are at rest, um, I like microneedling, which stimulates collagen. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also like to do just like filler. You can just kind of put some filler right in there so that they're not as prominent. Some of them are like, you know, the damage is done, so we can just give you improvement. Right. Which is a lot of it, what it is, is like realistic expectations with patients. You know, they see all this stuff on social media and Kardashians, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's about providing like realistic expectations. Like, yeah, we're going to get you looking much better, but are those going to ever go away completely? No. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. Now, as far as like lip fillers, I've seen some people that it seems like they go a little far with the lip filler. Yeah. You know, is there like a certain limit you're supposed to do or is it just like... Are mine too it? far? Huh? Are mine too far? You know, no, you're good. See. You know, I mean, <laughs> you're not, you know it's not go big or go home, but you know, I've seen oh. some people go that way. You know? If we were on a podcast, a I'd tell you what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> My patients always know what I refer to when I say that. DSLs, um, folks. <laughs> yes! Yes. Yes. Um, so anyways... No. So it depends on what the patient wants, um, their lip anatomy, 
Um, I think the most I put in at one time was like one and a half syringes, which is 1.5 mLs. That sounds big. It does sound big, but this was not her first time receiving lips, and okay. she wanted big lips, and okay. they looked fantastic on her. Really? Um, yeah. Okay. I just I know what I'm doing. I had no doubt. I, I know, right? <laughs> um, but usually I do just about a syringe, which is actually like the size of a blueberry. If you were to like squirt it out, it'd be the size of like a blueberry. It's like a fifth of a teaspoon. Okay. Um, so it's not very much, but it goes really far. Mm -hmm. um, so if patients are always concerned, we're like, I'm going to put a syringe in here. They're like, oh, sounds like so much. Um, but it's really not. How long does that last? Um, it depends on the product that you use. Mm -hmm. So some last like six to nine months. Others can last uh, 12 to 15, 16 months. So it just depends on what product we choose to put in. Okay. okay. Yeah. Have you ever had any, somebody that was like, they weren't happy with it and they wanted to like take it out or anything? Um, or, yes. Or just wanted to like reverse it? Yeah. So yes and no. Um, so sometimes we see work from other providers that the patients uh, weren't happy with. Sure. So we'll dissolve some of that and start fresh. Um, other times it is some of our own work and maybe we don't like it or it migrated or we did their lips two years ago and now it migrated now. So we're going to dissolve and start fresh. Mm -hmm. Um, but typically we don't really have to do that. Um, you know, before I like to get rid of filler, if it's swollen, you know, I will do like a Benadryl or steroids or even if I need to do some like doxy or something, if there's a concern of infection, we'll kind of take care of that. But I will dissolve if I have to. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what is your, I normally say most embarrassing moment, but we <laughs> talked we about just the talked fact about that we <laughs> don't have this. So then um, as far as, what is one great story that you've got? Okay. This? Yeah, we talked about this, but um, so my um, boss, Santrina, is the owner and she has this thing against Disney and their Disney princesses. Uh, she just doesn't like them. Um, me, I love Disney. I went and I did like the Disney marathon. I dressed up as Cinderella. Like I do all the things. I love all things Disney. Um, so it was her birthday. So I planned like an employee appreciation party plus a surprise birthday party for her. Mm -hmm. um, and because I'm such a good friend, I dressed up as Cinderella, like ball gown, the gloves, the tiara, like I had my Betsy Johnson sparkle boots on. Um, and I just surprised her with that. And I love that we have so many pictures. And then um, I got to treat her. I did all of her filler for the day, um, dressed as Cinderella. And we have like the most amazing pictures. That's awesome. So, yeah. So I like to pull practical jokes on her. Um, we have this joke about corn. She used to sit in a little teepee and eat maize back in the day. So I give her, <laughs> I give her corn randomly. I'll just put it in her office and say, you're amazing. Or like, you're the cream of the crop. So I'm just kind of like the practical jokester in the office as well. So cool. I just, you know, I have all sorts of fun with my patients and my coworkers. Awesome. So as far as um, in working there and doing all kinds of practical jokes, is there another good story that you can actually tell, you know? <laughs> That, you know, as far as, you know, really good practical joke that you've had. I just told you the corn one. I know, but like, I mean, another one sounds really good too, you know. Did I, did I, did I tell you anything? No, not yet. Oh. At least not on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-podcast. Um, no. I think I've just done those two big ones. No. Okay. Not that exciting. Okay. I don't have a lot of free time on my hands. Mm -hmm. So when I do... It's like occasional practical joke, and then it's usually napping in my spare time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So then, as far as the people that we should be connecting you with, yeah. who is it that you want us to connect you with? Like, who should we like, be pushing towards your guys' work? Yeah. So, 
Derma Lounge is like, of course, like all inclusive, right? Mm -hmm. So we treat anyone, you know, my youngest patient was 13 and it was not Botox, I promise, but it was like for a facial, you know, they struggled with acne and sure. blackheads and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, we get parents permission and then we just do kind of just some of those kind of just like gentle facials. And we go all the way up to like, you know, 80 years old who ladies do have those smokers lines or mm -hmm. want to continue with Botox. So we're all very um, inclusive. So we say like Botox is not for women, it's for wrinkles, right? So right. like, you're welcome anytime, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's very good at complex, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to get more business. Uh -huh. um, so anyways, um, you know, and my my personality kind of draws in like 25 to 45 year old women. Mm -hmm. um, I actually have a lot of like mother daughters that I see. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. Um, but anyways, anyone that even has questions about anything like aesthetic related, um, facials, the weight loss program, Botox, um, permanent makeup, we just do, we do all of the things. IV therapy. Um, so people who, you know, are going on vacation, you know, want a little pick me up or they come back and maybe they indulge too much. Mm -hmm. Um, so really anyone kind of like that that's even just like interested in talking about, you know, learning a little bit more about it. Um, I love to do consults. They're free, but I love to like teach. Like eventually I'll go back for my doctorate and so I can teach little nurses. Um, so I like to teach as well. So mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not a salesman. I'm literally just teaching you about Botox and fillers and all of the things. I'm just having a great time doing it. So. I do have a great time doing it. Well, you know, I mean, hey, that's awesome. So. Yep. Yep. So as far as, you know, being that, you know, most men don't go to most places like this. Yeah. Uh, just because a lot of times we don't understand all the services, how they can help us. Yes. You know, now besides Botox for me, what else would you suggest? You know, since, you know, I'll go and put myself right here on the spot. <laughs> oh, good it's Lord. It's going to bloody, know. folks. It's going to get bad. I don't know. The beard is covering up most of the face, so I that can't is, really. It is. Well, I just got back from Scotland, so, you know. I'm oh, you have to be Scottish when you're there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I would say Botox. Mm -hmm. For sure. 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 Um, you know, just get you started with like a nice facial. I mean, mm -hmm. are you a little red because you got sunburned? A little bit, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, so some kind of facial and then, you know, down the road to help get rid of some of the static lines that you have. Mm -hmm. um, so microneedling. And oh, okay. um, I think... Uh, what exactly is microneedling? Sure. I mean, so it's basically this tattoo gun with no ink. And it rubs all over your face okay. and it has these little tiny needles and it mm -hmm. causes damage to mm -hmm. the skin. It's good damage. Um, and then your cells are like, crap, look at all this damage. We have to rebuild ourselves. So we get the fibroblasts involved and then their collagen building and things like that. So it helps with the fine lines and wrinkles because it like plumps them up. Mm -hmm. um, can help with like acne scars, pigmentation, um, redness, all sorts of things like that. So I love microneedling for patients. Okay. Even if it's like maintenance, just mm -hmm. like one or two times a year, just to refresh a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and then I may give you a referral to a plastic <laughs> surgeon. <laughs> I know a great plastic wow, surgeon. Wow, folks. <laughs> Honey, there's some things that I can't do that I have to refer out for. Oh, man, what are you saying? <laughs> what am I? Okay. All right, well. Well, that's the end of this podcast. <laughs> okay. In fairness, you asked. I did ask. Yes. I did ask. I didn't even say what the plastic surgeon would be for. I no, just I know. Said, you know, I mean, it's just kind of like me, you know, but let's go in here. Uh, a lower bluff is what I would say for you. A what? A lower blepharoplasty. Well, I have no idea what that is. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, <laughs> sorry. It's lower eyelid surgery. Oh, this right here? To remove the bags yeah, and the fat yeah. and the skin. No, that I can see. That yeah. would be a problem. Yeah, yeah. I totally get that. Mm -hmm. I could do but some I... threads on you. I have done threads on men where you mm -hmm. kind of pull them tight. Pull them so tight that, yeah. 
Okay. I would do all the things. All right, folks, get ready because you know, here in about like six months, we're going to see exactly you know what all the changes are going to look like. We'll go from there. I can't wait. I know it'll be awesome. I can't uh, wait to torture you. Well, you tortured you. me yeah. through the whole podcast. No, I think I just ask good questions. That's all it is. I feel like so. when do I get to ask you questions? Yeah, you can ask any questions you want to ask right now. Are we at the time limit? No, I mean we've still got six minutes. If you want to oh. go just for thirty well, minutes. Oh well, no, let, let you know. last for thirty minutes. Um, let's. <laughs> Um, no, you, you, this is your podcast. Continue to ask. Oh, no, no, no. I took, uh, I took. Uh, quite honestly, this will be a first. Go ahead. Oh. What questions do you have? Oh, gosh. Um, so what do you do here, Dr. Eric? Well, I'm a chiropractor, you know, according to some, not a real doctor, but you know, I'm okay with that, you know. <laughs> well, they just sound like bitches. <laughs> <laughs> no, I specialize in, uh, doing a lot of, uh, active release technique, a lot of myofascial work okay. along with adjusting. Okay. So, uh, you know, everybody loves the snack, crackle, pock, but mm. I do a lot of muscle work for repetitive stress injuries. I fix a lot of frozen shoulders. I fix a lot of, you know, uh, ankles, plantar fasciitis, mm-hmm. um, anybody that has carpal tunnel syndrome that's not directly from the carpal tunnel, but more coming from the pronator teres, then that's more what I focus on. What's your favorite thing to do here? Oh, man. I would say my favorite thing to do is probably work on shoulders. Okay. Just because the fact is, is that, you know, the, you look at the hip, the hip is this beautiful joint, mm-hmm. you know, and this is what my uh, dip die uh, professor used to say at chiropractic school. He'd talk about the idea that like, here you have this beautiful hip. It's got this nice ball and socket joint. It mm-hmm. moves all over the place. Everything's great. It's very flexible. And he goes, and then you have this shoulder and this shoulder is just barely holding on. And it's true because, you know, you look at the shoulder, it's basically your arms hanging on by muscle yeah. and a slight attachment to the scapula, which has a slight attachment to the collarbone. And that's not great. Nope. So working on that and finding all the different ways that that can cause people bigger issues, um, quite honestly, it's kind of like uh, a little mystery that you've you know, kind of solve each time. You know, you okay. talked about being into true crime and all that stuff. So <laughs> that's exactly what it is for me. You know, it's figuring out. I, okay, we have talked about our true true crime podcast. We're going to start. Yeah. So. Okay. What is your um, worst part about you own this, right? I'm sorry. You own this place. I do own this place. What is your worst thing about owning a practice? So, um, a lot of quite honestly, it's you know, insurance sucks. You know, ah. it's the one thing that I hate the most. You know. Um, I was expecting a more exciting answer. No, I know. I understand that. Um, you know, I mean, you know, some people are like, you know, like things like that are funny, you know, like people getting farting on you all the time and all that. But, oh, that's wonderful. You know, that but that doesn't bother me. Um, no, it's it's working with the insurance stuff. The other thing is, is that people coming in and expecting me to be, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, I make the joke. I go, I'm not Jesus Christ. I can't fix it in a day. Mm. You know, it takes time. So... Which is what I see. You did this damage over 40 years. I exactly. Can't expect, I can't fix it over one visit. Yeah. No, and that's a very, you know, big thing. And a lot of people just seem to think that, oh, no, I, you know. To basically I'm time. a chiropractor as well now. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So. I think that was all the questions I had. Oh, I was yeah, just trying okay. to, I was just trying to incorporate you as well. And I appreciate that. I know, you know. I know. At the same point in time, you know, this is all about you and this is. Which how podcast. it should be. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always about me. <laughs> Well, Amber, I've had a lot of fun. Yes, thank you. Thank you very Dr. much for Eric. being on the podcast. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Have uh, me back anytime. All right. Next know. time, let's have wine time. Oh, we'll do it. You know, okay. Or if you want to come on the bourbon podcast that I do, we can have you do that too. Oh, I'm going to so. have to Uber because I will thoroughly enjoy all of the bourbon tasting. Not a problem at all. Okay. All right, guys, that's it for today. That's our story. We'll talk to you soon.